It's the left versus the right in the right corner. It's heavyweight king Curtis Sliwa in the left corner. It's Anthony Weiner. It's a 77 WABC debate. Heavyweight slugfest on New York's news and talk station 77 WABC. Next, the FBI. We had an incident that took place uh, last week. Breaking news. Police tell us the FBI is searching the home of a top fundraiser for New York Mayor Eric Adams. Uh, I am clear that we follow the rules. We follow the rules. FBI agents are searching the home of Mayor Adams' chief fundraiser, Brianna Suggs, in Crown Heights, Brooklyn. And I just want to com- be completely transparent as what I've stated all the time. I sleep well at night. The FBI has seized Mayor Eric Adams' cell phones as the investigation to his chief campaign fundraiser continues. I am angry. Join us next week for its dramatic and exciting conclusion. Yes, Anthony Weiner, this was done uh, by the assistant program director and man about the weekend programming, Kevin Joyce. Uh, very creative. Very Pretty creative. good. Well done. Well done. Got to wait till next week to get me more details. But, uh, Anthony, uh, you're perfect uh, to have in uh, on this situation because I noticed starting the last few days, just listening to WABC as I do, and I know you do also, there has been a, a cacophony of voices who are coming on the airs in defense of Eric Adams, not Eric Adams, the mayor. But Eric Adams, the target of the DOJ of Joe Biden, you see, if you stand up to Joe Biden, it's out of the way for you. You know, Menendez was with Obama the first time, the uh, New Jersey Senate, who's now been indicted a second time in the Biden administration. Now it's uh, Eric Adams. Uh, Before that, it was even hinted by our conspiratorial callers. Well, why do you think that Cuomo resigned? Because Biden wanted him out because Biden thought for sure Cuomo might challenge him. So conspiracy reigns here at WABC. Our hosts, our hostesses, our callers who truly believe. You see, Eric Adams, it's because you took on Joe Biden about the migrant situation. And now they're coming after you, the weaponized DOG and FBI. You know what? I don't it doesn't make any sense to me in one regard. We are a fairly pro-law enforcement station here, right? We generally believe that if you do something wrong, the cops are justified in locking your butt up. Except recently, it's gotten all turned on its head that every, the slightest indication that something is happening, everyone is all about the conspiracy theory. I said this, you know what the thing is? They want to nail a big fish. They don't, they don't want Eric Ulrich. They want Eric Ulrich's boss. They want Anthony Weiner because he's on the front page of the New York Post. They want Donald Trump because he brag, he he's a candidate. They want Hunter Biden because he's the son of Joe Biden. Look, sometimes you just get caught doing stuff you're not supposed to. And also, these prosecutors are going to go after you if you just and now you said we're going to find out in the next couple of days or the next week or so. I don't know how much more we're going to learn for a little while. Well, but I I want to tell you this. I want to tell you this. They came and grabbed. You know, you had Eric. You've told the story about how the mayor warned Eric, he warned Eric Ulrich, and warned his crew: "Be careful what you say, who you talk to." Okay, right. Watch your back. That explains why, maybe, why the FBI 
hearing that he's going around whispering warnings to everyone around him, maybe that's why they grabbed him on the street the way they did. Well, maybe that's why they did this when he was on the air in the air to Washington. Maybe they'd believe well, that I'll, he's going to try to obstruct the 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 I, for the um, I think investigation. You, I think you acknowledge because yeah. Anthony, unlike a lot of other talk show hosts and hostesses here, they don't even listen to WABC. They, they watch talk TV, which tells you nothing about this case. I've been telling people in advance everything that's happened. For instance, on Tuesday morning, Sid, who loves to text the mayor, you know, they have a love-hate relationship. They're both metrosexuals. They're both peacocks. (laughs) They both love to look in the mirror, sometimes simultaneously, and they love, like washwoman, to share gossip, right? This is what uh, guys sometimes do. So I said to Sid, I said, hey, Sid, when's the last time you texted the mayor? I heard, yeah. And he wouldn't answer the question. I said, well, even if you try to, Sid, he's got two burner phones now. And immediately, every oh, you're making that up. This is Curtis Sliwa again, theater of the mind. And it turned out, guess what? Curtis Sliwa was right for three days. The mayor did not have any cell phones, which meant you had no way to communicate with the guy. This is the mayor of the city of New York. What happened, he was at an event Monday night, which I'm aware of. The FBI rolled up outside of NYU after the event. They told his very large contingent of police security, step aside. But, Showed, but not in advance. No. Step aside, flashed their badges, said, Mr. Mayor, come with us. They went into the mayor's SUV. They said, here's the warrant. We need all of your technological devices. He gave up at that point his two cell phones. Which, if you notice, I carry two cell phones also. This is what drug dealers do, right? Uh, but anyway, he gave up his two cell phones. He gave up his iPad. He gave up other things uh, he uses technologically. You know, he's into those kind yeah. of toys. And they took it for three days. And then they gave it back. Because you know what they do? They took the chips out. This is, this is what you do. Yeah, you, you can mirror the, it. Right. The phone itself is not important. The chip has all the information. They gave it back. And so now he has his regular uh, communication devices if he still wants to use it. But in the interim, he had two Motorola burner phones. So I'm getting calls from reporters. How do you know? I said, what's wrong? You don't have contacts with the FBI? I mean, what do you guys do there at room nine? Do you just wait to hear from the mayor and the mayor's staff? They do their spin. Somebody else does their spin. Why don't you actually develop contacts so that you could get information? All right. So what is the biggest question outstanding now that you're trying to get – you're trying to figure out – are you trying to figure out what the alleged crime is? I, I am still trying to figure out why he turned around from Washington because as you have been playing and Sid has been playing, he gave those two conflicting answers. Yes. One, I have sympathy for this person, young woman. She was going through a lot. And then when asked, what did she say when you called her? He said, well, I haven't spoken to her. So, like, what? Okay, now that doesn't make any sense. So, you came back, what, just to supervise your response? What does that even mean? You didn't even know what what do you have to respond to? There's nothing for you to respond to. Well, I've I've told you, Anthony, and I've told the audience that there are rats in his administration. Look, I'm I'm the small peon compared to, obviously, the feds that they talk to and they give information. But, you know, I get information directly from people who work at City Hall, and they've been very specific, not from the inner circle, not his friends. Not as long time right, as But the Southern yet. District does not leak. The Southern District, the FBI might, but the Southern District, those prosecutors, they are pretty. Yeah, yeah, they are pretty. Down. They're buttoned yeah. But the point being is, I've presented information here ahead of the curve. I have an agreement with John Katzmatidis. We've had some very serious conversations about this because every time I reveal information, his phone blows up. If I'm wrong, I'm gone. 
<laughs> so WABC always broadcasting Curtis will be broadcasting no Curtis <laughs> at any point in the future. And that's fair because I give out some really incriminating information over the airwaves. So when I said that he did not have his cell phones and he was using burner phones, hey, let's say I was wrong. I deserve to be fired, right? Well, but burner phones, he's using some form of communication. But isn't the much bigger question for you? You've been around this. Yeah. You've, you've told stories. You've been served with subpoenas before, All right? the time. I've okay. had my conversations listened to. We're going to get into that in the next segment. So so when when I had my problems, yes. my lawyer reached out to the FBI and reached out to the Southern District. Can we help you in any way with this investigation? We're not going anywhere. Yes. And I had a son at home and sure. whatever it is. Sure. So they said, well, we'd like to see his electronic devices. And my lawyer said, sure, get us a, get a subpoena or a, or a search warrant and we'll, we'll hand them over. And they presented it. I got given my laptop. I gave my cell phone. They even took the router. We didn't have Wi-Fi right. in gave, the house for a while. You gave them the famous laptop. Famous laptop. They didn't, they didn't. And they mirrored some of it and gave it back. They gave back my cell phone. When they finally gave me back my laptop, it didn't have the, the drive in it anymore because they were using it for something else, as you might have heard. Of course. Of but course. the point being... That I wasn't going to go anywhere. So for them to not give that kind of courtesy and deference to the mayor means to me one of two things. One, they didn't think that the mayor could be trusted to give them what he actually had that he might try to manipulate it. And two, he might try to not give them anything. Like just say, tough tacos. Or, I'm just- or if you believe the conspiratorialists here at WABC, both our hosts and hostesses and our callers, they wanted to publicly embarrass him. By rolling up uh, on him well, at a public event that he had just left at NYU. Okay. Again, I don't have a ton of experience with this except my own experience. They don't do that kind of a – that's not really what they generally no, like to right. do. You they prefer They prefer to walk with a light foot, footprint because it, it helps them not to scare everyone else away. But I – it is really – so if, if I am – if I am a supporter of the mayor and I'm trying to figure out from reading the tea leaves what happened here, the idea that they are treating him that way means that they think that they've got something. And a couple of lawyers, a couple of federal lawyers that I've talked to said they were surprised they did it that way. So maybe there's something in the backstory that he has been confrontational on something else. Who knows? Well, But I, I don't I, think it's I, a grand conspiracy like some of no, our listeners. Do. I believe what he is doing is he is saying, well, what strategy has worked before when elected officials have been under surveillance of the Department of Justice and the feds? All we have to go back to is Preet uh, uh, Bahara, who, remember, already had notches on his belt Nick Skelos, uh, the Republican leader from Nassau County for the uh, Senate. Uh, he had also Shelley Silver. He had, he had big notches on his belt, and he was going after de Blasio. And de Blasio was in a similar situation, surrounded by cronies, fundraising, pay-for-play. In fact, Phil Banks became an unindicted co-conspirator at that time because of police corruption, which meant he became a cooperating witness. He's now the deputy mayor of public safety. But de Blasio skated because when all was said and done, they decided we're going to go to Preet Bahara, the U.S. attorney at that time, very powerful, with all of our lawyers, and the lawyers are going to fall on the sword. They're going to say, uh, Preet, uh, assistant uh, U.S. attorneys, our client, as you know, Bill de Blasio, is not a lawyer. He made these decisions based on our advice, which is ineffective assistance of counsel. Now, are you going to lock up the lawyers? Well, remember, we're not corporation counsel hired by the city, but rather his own private law firm that we 
eventually yeah. paid for. Remember, at first he was going to pay for First of all, I, right. But by the time this decision was made, I think Preet had left already. I think they had. No, no, no. Preet was still there. And they wasn't decided Quo, not what to is prosecute. The, the, the Asian guy, Quo, wasn't there at that time? Ku? No. Okay. Uh, they but, decided not to prosecute. Uh, but remember, there were very stinging letters that were issued no, by it was, it was. Look, he, he, they also made another argument. Remember, this guy Benjamin also had a lot of his charges dropped. There was this case, a nine to nothing decision in this McConnell decision that has made it really hard to prosecute so these kind of corruption cases because you have to show some official action was taken in connection with the contribution, not just you suggested it, not just that you raised the possibility of it. You had to actually take the official action. So it's been harder to get these things, which is another reason. They don't want to be embarrassed again, which is another reason if I'm the mayor, I'm really nervous about what it is that they think. Of course, because remember, he comes back from Washington for a meeting that he was opining for for quite some time. Yes. Uh, He lands, but he never talks to his fundraiser, whose uh, house was raided by the FBI that very morning. They waited till he had left. They knew he was leaving. They didn't do the raid. They did it at 8 o'clock. Right, they did it when he was in, in the air, in right? In the air, right. But, but do you understand this part? He said, I came back because I cared for this woman. She Correct. was a young staffer. Right. And by the way, something else that I want to correct. Having a 25-year-old fundraiser is not that unusual. Frankly, fundraising is a, low, is a, is a grunt kind of a job usually. So 25 years old, I would not say that that is out, that much out of the ordinary. But what I don't understand, and, and maybe you can explain it to me, is what is the gap? So what did he do when he flew okay. back? So let me explain. Brianna was involved in fundraising, but she was the person who would come to the fundraiser with you. The checks would be given to Brianna. Like recently, your friend Arthur Idala had a fundraiser at his law office, right. and I picketed outside because I knew there was, like, corruption in the air. And I got my rats in his own office, which he's nervous about. But the point is, she goes to the fundraisers with Eric. She collects the checks. She puts it in the booster bag. Nobody touches the checks. She brings it home. She has a spreadsheet. She puts all the checks out, right, processes them, and she is responsible to make sure that they are reported to a campaign finance board, which are the rules. But she's not the one making the calls to the heavy hitters. Can you donate? No. Yes and no. She is not the one getting the commitment. I'll raise you 25 grand. She is the one calling the person back three times and saying, have you got Follow those checks up, yet? Right. Have you got those checks yet? But now this, this is very telling. Now that the uh, mayor has lawyered up and he's listening to his lawyers because he knows he's in trouble. This is what they said. Uh, after learning of the federal investigation, it was discovered that an individual had recently acted improperly. In the spirit of transparency and cooperation, this behavior was immediately and proactively reported to investigators. This has to do with the Turkish aspect of this, the Turkish donations. And they said that somebody was attempting to cover it up, and the mayor wanted to be completely transparent and provide the information to the feds. Now, who do you think that person is who's not a part of his administration? Now, they made it very clear. Not a part of his administration. You think it's Caron? It's Frank Caron. He deals with the big money. He deals with international individuals. So you you think it was discovered? They're saying it was discovered, and we took uh, proactively took action to try to remedy it, and and that's the way to get ahead of this federal prosecution. Of course. Of course. you you got to throw people who are involved under the bus so that you can save yourself. Now— we're, we're, next, we're going to talk about local fundraising and then the big whales.
And some of the big whales have international contacts because they're, they're global companies that are involved that have a base in New York. But they have, uh, obviously, bosses around the world. Yeah, but those, I want to say, some those big international guys, it's usually the smaller international guys who get involved in New York City mayor's races. Uh, I mean, let me, let me tell you why. I know Frank Caron probably better than anybody came up through the ranks in Canarsie, the Thomas Jefferson Democratic Club, which you've spoken at, which I spent time at growing up. Interesting. Uh, Eric Adams, when he was thinking of running for mayor, did a fundraiser with Azerbaijanis in Sheepshead Bay. Azerbaijanis, right? You can't even find that on the map. He said he wanted to retire. He does this at every ethnic uh, gathering. Uh, I, I want to retire in Azerbaijan, he, he said, the capital city. And the crowd went crazy, and actually they wrote the checks out. Frank Caron had organized that. Frank Caron represents now the dictator of Azerbaijan. He was just there at the Capitol as a lobbyist. He's the big guy. He knows how to shake down the big dogs. Not some 25-year-old Rihanna. It could be, but if this is a campaign finance straw domer conversation, she probably had it. Can we ask uh, Eric, though, eventually when this calms down, because it will, you said you wanted to retire to Jews in Israel. You said you wanted to retire to the Golan Heights. To the Azerbaijanis that probably Eric or no one else can find on a map. He said he wanted to retire to Azerbaijan. How many other countries has he said he way, wanted when to you, retire when to? When you ran for mayor, you didn't have a little Kosovo fundraiser and Armenian fundraiser. Like, you're trying to find these little pockets in New York I City. I understand, but you don't say you want to retire that's in those true. countries. That's, it. that's his funny line. Right that's his before line. they write the checks. Yeah, yeah that's one of ours. I remember, I remember I had a fundraiser. I think it was in 13 or in 2005. In the in a Korean in a Korean group got together money for me and they had it at the you know that big spa place that is in like this it's I think it's on Northern it's, Boulevard it's on Northern Boulevard yeah, Little Korea right? yeah and it's you go in there and it's guys wearing towels and yeah. stuff like that I'm yeah like, yeah I'm like it's what like old Cal Cutter remember the move the uh, the <laughs> musical on Broadway like, old what Cal are we Cutter. doing I'm like I am not stripping out of my skivvies to get this money <laughs> he says no we're gonna go in and they're gonna have coffee and soda in here when they're done with their spritz I'm like oh this is too much kimchi yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> have the kimchi up next though we got to talk about what may have led to all this I know it did but others say hey don't be so sure. His name is Eric Ulrich. Oh, you're obsessed. And it's interesting that on Thursday night, the mayor, in one of his two uh, few public appearances now, because he's pretty much hunkered down. By the way, Anthony, you know he knows he's in trouble. He's not doing nightlife at all. He's not going to uh, Club Zero Bond downtown, Consul Frito in the Bronx. He is uh, drinking his hot toddy at night and staying wherever he's staying. He's right. not out here for nightlife. But... On Thursday night, he went to Russo's on the Bay, a place you're very familiar with in Howard sure. Beach on sure. Courts Bay Boulevard for a very good cause. Had to do for a uh, NYPD police charity. But it's actually returning to where the scene of the crime oh, was that on. Alvin Bragg. Stop it. Alvin Bragg has indicted people I for understand, that. but Russo's on the Bay, it's one of a handful. You know, when when I was in Congress, when my my scheduler would call around Russo's of the Bay, Leonard's of Great Neck, yep. the Manhattan Beach Jewish Center. Yep, yep. What's that one in, 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 in Flushing Meadow Park, the big one that's upstairs? Oh, yeah, the Tower. Uh, Whatever that one's uh, called. And I would say, what's on your event? We would go to to, to the Schwartz Bar Mitzvah. Oh, they were getting 200 look, people. the NYPD has events there, the I, DEA. But you don't understand. Russo, a dollar a plate goes He's to the Gambino not, First, I don't family. think that's the truth anymore. Whoa, 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 anymore? 
But you're anymore. saying at one time it was? I'm saying, well, I don't know if it oh, is. Oh, come on. All By of a sudden, way, you're getting nervous. If I had a dollar for every event I went to Roosters on the Bay, all I'm saying is it doesn't tell you anything. A you dollar could, a plate. You could kind of make a big deal about people going to Roosters on the Bay. It's a, it's the, it's one of the. You know, you know how I know that personally? Because the guy who ratted out the Gottis for whacking me, Mikey Scars de Leonardo, uh, testified in my own trial. That, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We plotted the, the kidnapping, killing of Curtis Lee or across from Russo's on the bay. He said, well, what is your relationship with Russo's? Ah, we get a dollar a plate. Every person who comes to Russo's, right, who's had a big catered affair, every When plate, was that? When was that testimony? Oh, that was like uh, 2010, it's 2008. That, no, I don't know. Oh, I that don't. totally changed. Yeah, sure it did. I, by the way, it's this is the kind of anti-Italian prejudicial stuff that we should be very careful about. Oh, saying, really? That just because there might have one day been, been a mob well, element of old Howard Beach doesn't is, mean that Is Howard Bragg uh, prejudiced against Italians because the people he indicted, and we'll run through them, uh, were not only close uh, to Eric Ulrich, but actually, one of them was hired by the Queen's Republican GOP and worked with Joanne Ariola, the city council person, until she realized the guy was going to be indicted and she cut him off. There is zero information in the public record that anything with the Eric Aldrich case has anything to do with this other case. <laughs> Wait, up next, I'm going to ask you if you got a letter from the FBI. I've reported it exclusively. Nobody else knows it. Uh, the media is just too afraid to go in that direction because they know that Curtis Lee knows. Let him take the risk. Let him walk the gangplank in shark-infested waters. And then if he doesn't get eaten up by the sharks or whacked himself, then we know we could run with this story exclusively here. Anthony Weiner on the left. Yours truly, Curtis Lee on the right. And remember, I know where all the bones are buried and who buried them. It's the left versus the right. It's a 77 WABC debate. Heavyweight slugfest. 77 WABC. The first heavy. <laughs> Openly, brazenly. That's why, remember, Santucci had to recuse himself in the Howard Beach case. And then all of a sudden, Charlie Hines was brought in by Cuomo as the special prosecutor. Okay, so we've established that. So they have a fundraiser. And there's all mob guys there. You know, the Leveries who own the place, they're Gambinos. Amazio owns the trucking firm with his brothers, they're Gambinos. They're all there. And Eric Adams is there with, uh, who is his spiritual advisor who accompanies him wherever he goes, who has been with him as borough president. It's hard for me to say her name. Lewis Martin. Uh, well, Ingrid. Ingrid Lewis Martin. So they're there. They're on the record. Then all of a sudden, Without those, he's won the Democratic primary, right? What does he need to do for more fundraising, right? What chance do I have? He's already been anointed. No, the man. there's fundraising always goes on in general elections. You you take all the first of all, here's the here's I have now, you and I've been on the air a while together, and I've always been a fan of yours. You do this thing. First of all, you throw out the name of known Italians. They've been over, indicted for this. Over the course of history. Alvin Bragg indicted them for this. I know, but you brought up Santucci in this conversation. He's been dead for 20 years. But he met with a guy who's in Gambino. I understand, but just because it's at that restaurant, what what possible has to do with what's going on in 2021? Really, You're just throwing up a cocktail of different names because it makes it sound nefarious. Okay. So Russo's on the Bay has a fundraiser. You're doing it again. Adam. And Russo's on the Bay is another example. Of course people go to events at Russo's okay. on the Bay. Huge fundraiser. Eric Ulrich raised a lot of money from wise guys in construction. Okay, funds. hold on a second. Stop right there. Eric Ulrich might have had a fundraiser. That part I will stipulate too. 
You're telling me at a fundraiser we raised a bunch of money from wise guys. Why? You you know who who donated and you went back and took Anthony, a look. Anthony, read the indictments of Alvin Bragg. Laveri and Mazio were the co-hosts of the fundraiser I, uh, with Eric Ellis. I'm not saying there that can't he, be no guys. I understand what he's accused of. By the way, I want to point out he's accused in a state proceeding. You keep conflating this with the federal stuff well, that, that let me explain that Eric Adams. I, is I going realize, through. and but and the idea of a supersede uh, that he it's not a. They could theoretically charge him federally if he violated a federal law. They could do that at any time, whether or not he's been charged with a local law or not. Anthony, Anthony, I would say my experiences in this field are a little broader than yours. I know. I am offering. I am offering the the what's called the Occam's razor explanation. Sometimes the most obvious explanation. No, no. Is I just ex- use the Gillette razor. He did a fundraiser. And then did a fun, he's alleged to have done a favor for someone who had business before the city. That's what Multiple all he's been accused favors, of right now. And he became the building's commissioner, normally under any circumstance, the most corrupt agency, even under Giuliani and Bloomberg. And, and if, if what Brett, the hell did he know? He but if Brad can prove that, then all right, he's committed a okay, crime. But, now, but like you're well, making this into this, right. this international well, conspiracy I involving mobsters. I want you to go on record and deny that letters have been sent out by the FBI to people uh, explaining to them that the FBI has listened to conversations that they've had with Eric Orange. Now, the DOJ has to do that whenever they whenever so they wire somebody I'm, up. I'm, I'm not a lawyer, but from my understanding, are there ways that you protect people who have done nothing wrong criminally? Well, it says. To make, it doesn't but, mean me, you're a target. No, I said. They've done nothing wrong criminally. Now, usually those letters are not sent out during an investigation. They're sent out when the thing is done because they don't want to tip somebody off that you shouldn't be talking. Okay, I'll tell you but what. But all of that being said— I have no doubt in the world that 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 they're doing it. This that investigation is going on into into Eric Adams and his and his his um, fundraiser. I think that's right. What er- Eric Orwich has to do with this might be this: he might have made some kind of a universal um, a cooperation agreement that says to Bragg, "Not only will I cooperate with you, I'll also cooperate with anything that I know about this other federal thing." That could be, but let's say like it's so far out Dude, over man, the skis on that. How many months have I been saying to everybody on these airways, "Do not talk to Eric Ulrich, the former buildings commissioner. He's wired up like a Christmas tree." How many months you've been saying that for some time? I you've also you... been calling him a, de- a degenerate gambler, which I find a little bit offensive. Yes, he owes six hundred thousand dollars to the pe- banana. I understand. Bill. I mean, people have gambling problems. That's, okay, that's the thing. All right, but. He's acknowledged that. Now, I want you to ask the following people if they got a letter, okay? Frank Morano, our own Frank Morano, Sid Rosenberg, Joe Borelli. Do you think that's why Sid well, uh, has been so reluctant to answer questions about I, what he spoke? I want you to ask because no you're a third party and also Joanne Ariola. And no. I can give you a whole host of others because I know already. But if those people got letters, they've done nothing wrong. Well, it says you, you're not a target of the investigation, but they, they have a duty to inform you. They've been listening to your conversations right. okay. with Eric Ulrich. Now, why wouldn't they have listened to me when I told them, the guy is a rat. He's wired up like a Christmas tree, right? Because they think they know more than me, right? Oh, we're but smarter who, than who, who do you think was talking to Eric Ulrich that, that anyway got in any trouble? Probably someone just called him up and said, hey, I'm, I'm wishing you the best. I know you're going through a tough time. Yeah. I don't know. What is your – can sure, I – all right. All right. Let me just remind the listening audience of this. And, and if you need to go go grab a cup of tea, you can. You're running for mayor against uh, against Eric Adams. I get it. You're Republican. I get it. Eric Ulrich did that that cardinal sin 
of turned his back on his fellow Republican. And not only did he go to work for Eric Adams, but raise money for him, help him get elected and defeated you. I get that you have a bone stuck in your craw by the way, over that. And has been indicted by the best friend of Eric Adams, Alvin Bragg. Well, this, this crime commit was, yeah, commi- right. was allegedly committed okay. in Manhattan, in the All county right. of Manhattan. Okay. You did not get a letter, right? I did not get a letter. So I, I want you, I want you, independently of me, to ask these people, and I'm going to give you other names that I know of that received that letter, okay? Let me just, let me, let me call into the other side of midnight. <laughs> hey, this is Anthony at the Lower East Side. <laughs> hey, I really love what you're doing. Here's my 15 second of fame. Did you get a letter? Oh, I, I got to tell you something. It's when I was the chairman of the Reform Party. Frank Morano did something that was not illegal, but it was questionable because uh, he was one of the founding members, right? So Frank gets requested to come into the U.S. Attorney's Office, Eastern District. I said, Frank, you're going in with a mob lawyer? No way. They'll know you're guilty. I'll go in and I'll explain everything. I've been with the feds forever. They sweated me down. I know how they operate. I went in there, no lawyers. I explained innocently what Frank had done, which was no crime. Guess what? It didn't come back to haunt him. If he had gone in with that mob lawyer, forget about it. You'd be reading now about Frank Morano doing like three years in federal prison for lying to the FBI. Because that's how they get you. If they catch you in a lie, they catch you in a right, lie. Right. That's the problem. Uh, ask what's your name who uh, was doing that uh, that cooking show with Snoop Doggy Dog. What's your name? I thought she was dead by now. Who lied to the FBI twice. Oh, uh, uh, I know who you mean, though. Martha Stewart. That's right, Martha Stewart. Now, remember, they did for her something they never do to anyone else when you lie to them. That's perjury. They came back to her and they said, Martha, you lied to us. We're going to give you an opportunity to clean it up. We know you're not a bad person. She lied to him a second yeah. time. Yeah. That's, that's why if you go in there, tell the freaking truth. I know, truth. but here's, here's another lesson of the Martha Stewart thing. And I was mentioning on my show earlier that the former prosecutor of Baltimore County just got found guilty. Oh, she was. Uh, but but she found guilty of perjury by lying on yes. a form to withdraw her own money yes. because of COVID, yes. whatever it is. The whole point that people need to understand is if you are a government official or you're a big fish, you are a target. It's true because they love to put notches on their belts Do with those not kind of things. lie to the feds or the FBI because right. if, if everything turns out that you're innocent, if they caught you lying, they'll hit you with a perjury charge. And also, and then it becomes obstruction of justice. Hey, how many times did they offer Donald Trump the opportunity to return the frickin' documents? By the and way, he, talking about weaponizing the DOJ and the FBI, he already has a hit list. Kelly Wright, Barr, and the guy who, uh, remember, in the Pentagon at the time, I forget, he's already announced who, if he gets elected, yeah, he's true. going after. It's true. So, it's true. by the way, if Frank Morano is listening now, you're probably not in jail now for a stupid, really, thing that was no crime because you were going to lawyer up with a mob lawyer and go talk to the U.S. Attorney of the Eastern District. And I took care of it. I went in. I said the truth. I, I took the rap. I said he did it because as chairman of the Reform Party, I asked him to do it. And they said, well, there's really no crime here. Thank you for being so honest. <laughs> Frank would have went in with his mob lawyer for probably Artie Idala, you know. What's that Would have been a capital case. What was that case. guy, Cutler? What was that guy? Yeah, Bruce Cutler. Cutler. Right, Cutler right. Right. And they would have had him on a perjury rap. <laughs> I went in there. I told the truth. I said, look. And it was true. He didn't do anything that I didn't ask him to do as chairman of the Reform Party. Tell the freaking truth. 
and you will avoid the simplest charge of all that has hurt so many people, perjury. Now you learn something here. From Anthony Weiner, Curtis Slewa. Up next, if you were a consigliere to Eric Adams, because you would have been the mayor if not for your personal problems, let's just assume you were in this jam. Because you would have been the mayor instead of de Blasio. And remember, he was on the radar screen of the feds. How would you, Anthony Weiner, handle this without knowing all the details? But how would you handle it so that you could go on and actually run the city of New York instead of being distracted as clearly our mayor is at this particular time? Versus the right in the right corner. It's heavyweight king Curtis Lewa in the left corner. It's Anthony Weiner. It's a 77 WABC debate. Heavyweight slugfest. He's gonna get dumb. Just you wait and see. Why is everybody always picking on me? That's him on his knees. Now, Anthony Weiner. The New York Post editorially has come to the support of Eric Adams by saying he is a victim of the overreach of Biden with the DOJ uh, and obviously the FBI. Uh, My feeling is he'll never use that. He'll never say that because I think he would be dead in uh, Democratic circles. And and definitely if he remained mayor, uh, there would be a strong left winger challenging him uh, uh, in the uh, primary. But. If you were able to sit down with him as a consigliere, as a guy who had to deal with the feds yourself on personal matters, and you know how they operate. I don't trust any of them, but you know how they operate. What advice would you give him now? Because clearly he is distracted. He he used to be a guy all around town. His schedule was filled with appointments. Now you get his schedule. It's like Eric is not doing any public events today. What advice would you give him? Well, I mean, there's not much that he can do except, in my view, to go in to send Brendan McGuire, who used to be his counsel, who came from the Southern District, then went into private practice, has now been hired, and say, whatever you're going to do, that's get it done. Get, get, get going. Say, we're ready to go. We have nothing to hide. Whatever mistakes we might have made in the, in the heat of battle. But let's know. I don't want to have to turn around and worry that you're going to show up. Anything you want. You don't need to come wait for me outside my car. Here it is. And there's also, there's usually a conference that they let you have where you go in and you say, here's why I shouldn't be charged for this stuff. They call it queen for a day. They yeah, make you queen for a day. It's basically a charging conference or whatever it is. They usually don't change their mind, but they give you a chance in a kind of a non-judicial setting to say, make your best case. That might have been, in a way, what you did when you went in there. You said, listen, this is not a charging type of situation. Yeah, no, no. And, and Frank, he was in no trouble. But it would have made the mistake. He would have lawyered up. They well, don't like also, that. They don't like that. Also, to show and, you know, I instructed my lawyers that I was like, listen, as embarrassed and humiliated as I was by these personal things that I had, I knew that I didn't do anything wrong that, that you know, I didn't do. I shouldn't say that. I had done some things that I deeply regret. 
but and none of the bad things. There was nothing on my devices. There was no kids, none of that stuff. So I said, take a look, whatever you, whatever you want. So that gesture helped then have an, a conversation with my lawyers that ultimately led to a plea bargain that I accept and I accept full responsibility. They're very tough to deal with, these guys. Oh, absolutely. And, and to have my scalp on their belt was something that clearly that they also, wanted. Also, remember, the U.S. attorney now is fresh off of having whacked Mr. FTX. And he's had a few other prosecutions. Young African-American uh, man, I forget his name. He reminds me a lot of, like, Barack Obama. He's a very smooth guy. He wants to make his moments, And too. also, yeah, in the Southern District of New York, they consider themselves the first among the various judiciary. I mean, I'll, I'll, be, I'll let you behind the curtain a little bit. The argument my lawyers made, says you guys are the southern district and you're going to go after an obscenity case with with my with my client you're you're above that no one no one's been charged for this etc so you make that case but if i am adams i don't want this coming a, you know a year from now right. i want this happening already and my view is curtis if they would not have done this public thing unless they were getting close they really course. thought they had some. so i would say let's get it out there and the other thing i would do if i was eric adams is i would have a press conference and i would say listen Here's what we know. Here's what we don't know. I don't know what they're after. I do know that some mistakes were made. Here's what the thing is with the Turkish thing. Here's the way our thing was structured. It didn't have all the checks in that we should like. It was in the throes of the campaign, et cetera, et cetera. What I don't know is what they think we did beyond that. However, I'm an open book. I know that there are lessons to be learned here. Here's the new steps I put in place for my reelection campaign, something like that. Brilliant. But the whole Hucking and Jai, I turned around because I wanted to see my fundraiser, but then I didn't really talk to her because I didn't know if I should. And find out that they had their things seized and he didn't say anything about it publicly. Look, I beg you, I beseech you to give this advice. It's brilliant. It would even have me a naysayer think twice. I do not want you, Monty Williams, as mayor of the city, <laughs> not six days, not 60 days, not 90 days before they would have to call a nonpartisan election if it ever got to that. Please, I beg you, Anthony, sit down. You know this man. You've you've been in his company. You know his eccentricities like we all have eccentricities. The only other thing I beg you, I beseech you to say to him, you must get someone in your inner circle who is going to tell you things you don't want to hear. He doesn't have that. You need a wartime consigliere here. But one other thing. For the love of God, whatever instinct you may have, do not make this about your race. That, you know, that uh, like I'm being, first, he's just an African-American prosecutor. And Bragg. And Bragg is an African-American prosecutor. It is not. Because there was, I, I hadn't seen this until recently. There was an inspector general's report about a bunch of senators in the state legislature yes. that were too close to these uh, to lobbyists. I didn't think it resulted in any criminal actions or anything, but it's kind of like a shot across the bow. Be sure, careful. Sure. And his reaction was whenever they become elected officials who are African-American, we face this type of scrutiny. I, I don't think that's a very persuasive. And I think what it says to a prosecutor, you're not sorry. You know, you think that you're being targeted. If they get the sense that you're trying to tell them they don't have the authority or that you didn't do anything wrong is very different from I respect that you guys are doing your job. We know we had some gaps, but we don't think they're criminal by any stretch of the imagination. And here's what we've done to try to fix them. I think that's a much better strategy. And you got to have a fall guy or a fall guy. Somebody's got to end up taking the hit for this, just like de Blasio had. 
Remember Reichnitz and Reichberg, and then he had his deputy mayors who were being sweated down. Uh, if you're going to say that you had no knowledge of this or you weren't involved in the intricate details, I, I understand that. You know, Or if you want to say, look, we were a much bigger, more successful organization in fundraising than we thought we were going to be. And some corners got cut, and and that those were, and mistakes were made. As soon as we found out about them, we let people know about them, et cetera, et cetera. Or some form of this was, you know, I mean, I I had I had FEC violations that were discovered, and that I went back and had to do corrections on, and how to fix, and just about everyone. If they're going to audit you, they're going to find some stuff, and you say, yep, and here's the here's the nine corrective things that I've done. That's a much better tone than I'm being victimized and, by my opponents, et cetera, and, et cetera. The person that he is most dependent on, who has no title in his administration, she's a free agent, she's always with him, Ingrid Lewis Martin, he's got he's to tell her, Ingrid, no more. Well, we don't, was, I, it does. You can't be with me anymore. Well, which is it? Do, do you think that it was Caron who was at the top of the fundraising yes, organization, yes, yes. or do you think it was Ingrid Martin? Uh, I know Caron. Caron is great at fundraising. I know the people he dealt with. I sat with some of the people who said, hey, look, we've already made a deal. Okay, because they know I don't make deals. I told the Lubavitches, they love me. Oh, you, 30 days and 30 nights during the pogrom, you and the guardian angels were there. But we can't endorse you, Curtis. We made a deal with Eric Adams, with Corona, who was yeah. fundraising at that time. Look, I understand that. I'm a big boy. But he's got to get rid of Ingrid Lewis, Mark. She, she has, she's just like a female Svengali to him, a female Rasputin. He cannot continue to confide in her because he might well end up Having to resign. Now, look at all the people who've resigned, all right? The previous attorney general, we don't even know his name any longer. He could have been the U.S. attorney general in Hillary's administration if she had won in 2016. Remember when Tish James ended up replacing him? We forgot his name, remember? What are you talking about? Oh, oh, the... Uh, the, the, the state the, attorney general, remember? Oh, Schneiderman. Yeah, that's right. Schneiderman used to use mascara on his head. Yeah. He was on his way to becoming U.S. attorney general if Hillary would have won. But here's another thing. He what resigned. He, I don't know if you need to... Cuomo fight. resigned. I, I, Spitzer resigned. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they might put the pressure on him. God forbid, please, Anthony. We can't... Six hours with you, Mighty <laughs> Williams. This city's in bad shape now. By the way, the other thing that I would say to do... Find some professional fundraising outfit that's not from New York City and says we're going to put you guys in charge of doing a full audit of the way we do things, et cetera, et cetera. Look, there is a lot of pressure. We talked about this last week. It's a lot of pressure to raise matchable money. He's already got two and a half million dollars, right? Come on. Stop being greedy. And by the way, understand that if he has to resign, the public advocate takes over. Jumani Williams, who would destroy this city in six days. And you know, I hate Eric Adams more than anybody. But even I would say, <laughs> you do not want this city run by Jumani Williams. And then they'd have to have a special election, nonpartisan, 60 to 90 days. But in that time, he could do so much damage. Please, I beg you, sit down with the mayor. Seven. Give him that advice. It's brilliant, Anthony Weiner. Writing on left versus right. Uh, hey, Eric, you and your people, you listen to me all the time. Please. Anthony is so spot on. Even I would say this is a good strategy. Why is everybody always picking on me? That's him on his knees. I know that's him. Yelling seven come eleven down in the boys' gym. Charlie Brown. 
It's the left versus the right in the right corner. It's heavyweight king Curtis Lewa in the left corner. It's Anthony Weiner. Okay, Anthony. I've made the pitch. I made it the other side of midnight, 12 to 6. I'm going to do it again. I play cuts of the huge televangelist in the world, Benny Hinn. Not Benny Han, not Benny Hill. <laughs> Benny Hinn, who is actually a Palestinian, who became a born-again and evangelical. He's got millions of followers. I played a cut where he talked about the importance of Israel and why evangelicals must always back Israel. They're having a rally Tuesday in Washington, about 60,000, 70,000. I know Sid is going. He's now the Zionist with his wife, Danielle. I said, Sid, are there any evangelicals talking? No. Right now, it looks like it's all Jews for Jews. Anthony, I don't know what input you have with these people. They're not listening to me. If they would just do outreach to the evangelicals. They could put a million people out in the streets throughout America in support of Israel, and nobody will be paying attention to 2,000 people with the kafirs, the shmatas on their head, waving the Palestinian flag. Who? No, I think you've been saying this constantly. You've got to broaden the scope of this thing. The same way the, the kids are putting the, the Jews for Hamas people up yeah, in the front, and yeah. the kids with the kippah, they're putting them up at the front. I think that's right. And there is, I told you this, like one of the, First impressions you get when you go to Washington as a member of Congress representing Brooklyn and Queens, where you look to your left, you look to your right, you see black hats, you're like, oh, there are Jews everywhere. You go there, and these people that don't have enough to raise a minion in their district but are so firmly for Israel because of their belief in the rapture and their belief yeah. in the role of Israel and everything else. And they're very persuasive. And, by the way, a lot of the congressional trips that go over to Israel are not by APAC. Nope. They're by these evangelicals. These, and it and it helps. And, and they, it, they tell you directly, they say, in order for you to understand the New Testament, you must fully absorb yourself into the Old Testament. The Jews were the chosen people to bring the Old Testament, because that's God the Father to us. So we can understand his son, Jesus Christ. They're not going to recruit you and convert you. Yeah, a lot of them are Trumpers. It does well, then, And then there's the other thing. If you visit Israel, I know you have. The way the Israelis scrupulously preserve the religious sites of the other religion yeah. is a sight to see. So they, I think they respect that as well. Yeah, because before if you're, that, if you're a pilgrim, you go to Israel and right, you respect before it. Before that, it was the Jordanians, remember. And the Jordanians just treated everybody. And the Ottomans didn't treat the place right. very well, so et cetera. they spend money in Israel. I was there after the Second Intifada, 2000, 2001. There were very few American Jews. There were European Jews. Evangelicals were everywhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nothing stops their pilgrimages. They go through the Sinai Desert of Egypt. They they follow the footsteps of Jesus. By the way, I always say to them, yeah, Jesus, uh, he was a Jew. Absolutely. Why was he lost in the desert 40 days and his predecessors were lost in the desert for 40 years? How did he find the easy pass <laughs> out of the desert? And they have a good belly left. They're not all that serious. Yep. Uh, if you had the evangelicals for Israel standing together with Jews, I think they'll be there. That would be overwhelming. Well, we got to talk to our, our newfound Zionist, Sid Rosenberg, and his lovely wife, Danielle, who are going down to the rally. I believe it's Tuesday, but it's got to be more than Jews. It's got to be evangelicals. It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at, like a B&B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. 
Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824.